from the Pathway Studios in Johnston proper. You are live from the path. Studios here in Johnston proper. What did you do? I went to the Renaissance Festival again, and I'm gonna tell you what. I I, I don't know. I, I've talked about this last. I think I went to a Renaissance Festival a couple years ago, and I came in here all fired up because like I thought the one thing that those guys do real well is is, uh, is community, right? And and like they 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 buy in to the thing that they're doing. Like I mean, totally, you know, way into it, right? And so, and, and a classic example is I was walking, I was walking to go get some donuts or whatever, because they had the donut machine wafting right outside the gates, and I'm like, this is sold. I gotta find these donuts. And I walk, I'm walking with this dude, and a guy comes past him and goes, goes, be alert, kind sir, the sheriff is about. <laughs> and the guy like deadpans it, goes, thank you for the warning. And then they just pat. Nobody cracks a smile. They barely look at each other. They're just like, yeah. And I'm sitting there like. What is the sheriff really about? <laughs> or, or, Should I be or, concerned? Or what's happening? <laughs> and like, and, and 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 it stuck with me that like they pulled off like this brilliant uh, interaction, and no one ever cracked a smile like they were in on the yeah. joke. Oh, this, I'd be terrible at that job. Yeah, I'd yeah. be like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no real sheriff here. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> and like they just they just nailed it. And like every time I'm walking around, they're like. I love your costume, man. I love what you've done. Yeah, yeah. I love that big hatchet you got there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like everyone's just just complimenting each other, and like it was. It's it's. There's a certain vibe of that place that I, I'm just blown away with. That would never pass walking down the street, right? Like I can't just walk past a guy. I'm like, cool sandals, dude. You know, they're like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> hey, we had one of them in, in church uh, a couple weeks ago that was dressed like a pirate, and she was going to work at the Renaissance really? after church. And and it and didn't she work up, here. Though. She showed up to church as the pirate. As the pirate. That's yeah. awesome. I was like, I love your outfit. I, think. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know what else to say. <laughs> I just it, it really is crazy. To, it, it's funny, like the the things that like that you can that you can glean out of uh, different situations, right? Things that like uh, man, there's there's always a place where I get like super reminded of uh, of of God's love and the and the way that it should should work and should feel and the interactions with them. And and like and and the, the the Renaissance Fair does that a little bit for me when it comes to how communities should interact with it. Like, there's nobody carrying a grudge. There's a, there's literally a wizard, and like a, a 17th century warrior wearing nothing but a loincloth and a funny hat. Ooh. And then some guy that didn't dress up at all but was wearing a shirt that says "I love uh, poles" and 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 <laughs> giant horses. And you know, and people are like, "Hey, man, this is great. I, I love you. Hey, it's good to see you." You know, and like they're all best friends, and yeah, they're like yeah. all these different folks, and you're like. This is, I mean, it's just kind of a cool vibe to be around. Uh, plus, they do a lot of reenactments of fights, yeah. which, are, which, are, which are fun. <laughs> and you can eat a turkey leg, and it's cool. Yeah, and yeah. no one's coming after you for the turkey leg. It's, and you can buy a cask of root beer. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, that part's cool. <laughs> uh, overall, it, it really is. It's, 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 it's interesting just to get, get out of something that you would normally. I, like, I didn't dress up for this Renaissance Festival. Yeah. I'd feel ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and not, not because I think that they'd make fun of me, but like I, I would just make be self-conscious, yeah. And I don't yeah. want to show up and feel uncomfortable, so yeah. I'm just going to show up as me, <laughs> you know. And then people would interact with you, and you'd be like, I don't want you to interact with me. Yeah, I, yeah exactly. <laughs> I don't want to draw any attention to myself. I don't want to talk like wizard speak. I'll screw it up or something. You know, like they're like, that's not an authentic English accent, sir. I'm like, ah, man, I'm sorry. I'm a phony. <laughs> so 
anyway, uh, it was just it was just interesting to go and and like glean a little bit of of I'm like this is actually a, a really good representation of what uh, a loving community uh, how it operates, you know. So it it was it was cool. It was a cool place to go. My what, kids had a lot more fun. What, than what I do you like? Is there is there something? So what do you think are the barriers for Christian community to, to be that? Like, what, why is that? Why does it feel so free? Now, I mean, well, it's granted it's like a weekend or like a series of eight weekends. Sure. But like, I, I, I don't know. Um, I think I've, I've certainly seen, you know, aspects of that. But like, uh, Christian community does seem a little bit more guarded, maybe. Well, I think it's because we don't have like a, like a, a situation like that. There's no preconceived notion of what you're supposed to be doing. Right, we're like in a Christian community. We have a a, a a pretty set out way of living, and we follow the king. Where uh, where I follow at a Renaissance festival, that guy's a wizard. All I expect out of him is to be a wizard, and right. however he acts is however a wizard acts. You know, like I don't have any standards or of uh, of, of behavior or expectation of pulling any weight. Yeah. Right, your job is just to be a wizard, and you've nailed it. Right, Congratulations, right. wizard. <laughs> well, and there's something about putting a a costume on for a short amount of time. That you just play the role too. Yeah, you know, and Christianity is like this is our this is our we're, we're, this is the real deal, and what I do today affects what I do tomorrow. And and you some of you remember what I did five years ago, and it's just it's it's just not the weekend event. It's it's extended real life without a real costume. Yeah, I mean you know we we put on fake masks. Yeah, uh, every, I'm, everything's happy, everything's good, and, and uh, you know we, we try to teach people to take those masks off, so it's kind of the opposite of the Renaissance That's true. It would be real downer at the Renaissance Festival if everybody was crying yeah. and super upset. And hey, like, I lost my job, but I got these tights. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you what, there's some, I mean, there were some tight tights on some of these fellas. <laughs> I'm like, hey, man, I don't know. I don't know. That's got to be uncomfortable. I just feel like a stiff breeze and be like, whoa, now. <laughs> but I, I don't know. It was it, Like yeah. I said, it's, uh, it, it's way, it's out of something that I would normally do. Like my kids uh, really enjoy it and, and uh, especially my oldest daughter I think really likes it. And and she brought a bunch of her friends, and they just had a great time, you know, talking about stuff. And and uh, you know, I'm used to being kind of stodgy. It's just me. I don't. I'm I'm not outwardly very fun, <laughs> you know. Um, more sarcastic and and quick on a speak, but not like, hey, let's yeah. you know do let's fun juggle. Yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> yeah. it's just not me, you know. And like and 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 maybe that's a, a little bit of it too. Is like I'm surrounded by people that are opposite of me, and I tend to really appreciate people that are that aren't anything like me, you know. Like they're they're. They're out, outgoing and jovial, and like they tell jokes, and they're like you know, they're and they're just really fun and, and energetic, and like where I would find it annoying if I had to interact with them, but to just see them in their own element, I'm impressed. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, you're doing this is, I'm I'm really impressed by what you're doing. So yeah. I know that was pretty cool. Actually, I, I was having that conversation with um like my my two oldest uh, just are not getting they're not getting along, and they I mean they just haven't for a while, um and. We, we were kind of like I think they're just irritated by each other. Here's yeah. the thing: their personalities are different, like they're strikingly different. Mm. Um, like like one is is more kind of um, prefers to kind of be by yourself. Um, kind of go a little judgmental, a little harsh uh, on the rest of the world, and looks at the, at, at kind of her, the, her younger sister and is is more so uh, like who's who's more outgoing and whatever. Like look at that person trying to draw attention to herself. Um, yeah. and like, this is the kid, my, my, um, my second oldest, uh, is the type of kid who will just like come up and look, Oh, I'm just going to have a hug right now. I'm like, you know what? Get, I don't, I don't like this. Can you get used to, like, I've had to train myself to be like, yeah, yeah. Hug, love it. <laughs> get it while but you I can. don't, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And so, uh, in fact, we were at a softball game two weeks ago, and she stood next to me and just put her arm, like, on my, like, well, just, just like, holding the side of my arm, probably for, like, 20 minutes. And I'm like, this is, it's, it's the type of thing where my personality is like, what, I don't, what is this? Why is this even happening? <laughs> but, like, she's just that type of person. Yeah. And so, but it, it was interesting because we were talking today that, like, they get really annoyed with each other. And I said, well, just tell me, just give me some more information about what you get annoyed about. And, like, what it basically is is that they both are, are willing to look at each other's personality and, and basically judge it for all the flaws in it. Like, oh, this one wants attention all the time. This one never wants to come out and do anything. I said, well, okay, so you've taken someone's personality and you've said, here's what can go wrong with this type of personality. Tell me what, where there's value. When someone who has a personality like that, how can that be positive for you or for the world or whatever? And so, like, getting to the example of, like, people who are kind of outgoing is that, like, uh, boy, like, my, my second oldest kid can, like, talk to anybody. She can have a conversation with absolutely anybody. She doesn't find it awkward. Um, there are, like, and that draws attention to you. And, like, it draws attention to, like, b- kind of bring people together and to, to engage them in conversation and to be – it takes energy to interact with people in that way and to ask questions about their life. We're like I, – I realize that, like, I almost – I rarely ever care about a detail. It's why I don't do small talk very well. So I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, hey, how's it going? Oh, I had a rough day at work. Oh, that sucks. That's not might be as far as yeah, I get. That's about all I'm well, done. Someone yeah. might go, "Oh, really? What happened? Or where do you work at?" Or you know, like normal things. A conversation yeah, yeah. might happen, and I wouldn't do. And so, no but, wonder we can't interview people. I know. <laughs> like, oh, I don't good. particularly <laughs> care. <laughs> <laughs> but but like, here's the thing. What did I? I was. Where was I at? I was somewhere like in line at the Menards or something, and I heard some guy behind me fire up a conversation, and he asked the second question that uh-huh. I would never ask. Yeah. And I thought. And he he was having a nice conversation with this person, and I thought it's just not in me. Yeah, like it's not in me to ask the second question. I, I I'm tra- it's transactional information. Rough yeah. day. Okay. My, my wife does that. She'll ask the third and the fourth and the fifth <laughs> question. I'm going. I was ready to leave 20 yeah. minutes ago, and you're still talking to this person. <laughs> I said I said goodbye. I mean, we, <laughs> right. and I'm standing here awkwardly, just waiting for you to ask, don't ask another question. I'll, we'll get to the car. I say you just asked too many questions. <laughs> Well, I, they never quit talking. Well, you kept asking questions, right? <laughs> so we stopped at a village inn to grab a pie for somebody, right? And I go in there solo, right? And I come back into the car with the pie, and I'm like, hey, man, your your uncle was in there. And she goes, oh, he was. I'm like, she goes, you go say hi. I go, no. <laughs> <laughs> why, why would I do that? She goes, well, why not? I go, I don't know. What do we have to talk about at the village inn? Hey, man, right. you're at the village inn. I was Look. there for pie. <laughs> yeah, I was just getting a pie. She goes, well, that's rude. I go, that's he didn't even group. know what happened. <laughs> oh, man, I have fled people in the store <laughs> because I thought I, did, like, I didn't want to make them feel like they had to say hi to me because I would appreciate if they did that for me. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, yeah. They're the ty- these were the type of people who probably would say hi and be excited to see me in the store or whatever, and like I will dodge people I care about and like as people simply because I don't want to have to have a shallow conversation with the store. And so, I that. I, <laughs> so like, you're right. This is why we can't interview people. Exactly right. This is, we're, not, we're not good. We yeah. should have a talk show. Yeah. So you play music, you put an album out. Okay, great, man. We'll yeah, see you. <laughs> let's, let's have it. What would, what would someone who likes people ask? <laughs> um, but like, but, but that, that was the big point, though, is that like, if you can get to a point where you actually start to enjoy people for what for the their personality and that makes them different and appreciate it without one feeling like that it has to be you 
but also allowing yourself to be stretched and saying, I mean, it could be some of me, because it is a bit ridiculous to hide from people in the Menards yeah. that you know and like, yeah. and to not say hi to pseudo-family at the Village Inn. I mean, I know this man very well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this was That's terrible. Like, <laughs> it's, and so, like, do I rec- can, can we recognize in this room as fellas that, like, you know, we probably have some room to grow in this area. <laughs> no, we definitely do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, maybe. <laughs> and so, so anyway, like I, the, the big thing is, and like this is where it kind of goes back to the conversation we were having a couple weeks ago around uh, around humility. There's just a nature of like, hey man, maybe my my gut reaction to the world, whether it's a, a, a speaking on something or reacting in a certain way, is not implicitly good. Maybe I should hold tight. Watch someone else interact in a similar situation. Go, hey man, maybe they're onto something. <laughs> maybe there's something here that, like, I, 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 it's a hard conversation because there's parts of me that goes, look, you got to recognize who you are as a personality. All right, ready? I'm gonna tell a personal story. So, I, me and my wife, me and my wife, tussled on the, before I came to the show. We got home late uh, from a softball thing. I'd run to the to store and get something for for redoing the floors. And I get home and I've got like 15 minutes where I need to leave to get to the show. Uh, this will not be a surprise, nor is this offensive to say uh, on these quasi-public airwaves. My wife means like the clock means nothing to her. Oh, I mean, a- absolutely right. nothing. It does not. It does not. She will be thirty minutes late, and it does. I mean, we recognize it, but like it, it means very little. Um, for me, like I'm not great at being on time, but like I really hate to not be on time when I had the ability to do it. Like when it was possible to do that. And so we were running behind, and she was trying to work on something, and she's like, hey, can you just stay here for, like, another 10 minutes? I'm like, ugh, I got to get to the show. And she's like, hey, you made up the time as to when the show meets. It's not live. What does it matter? I said, well, other people are going to be there. <laughs> I said, you tell me Mike never shows up late? I'm like, well, I mean, sometimes he does. Hey, why don't you drag me into your domestic she goes, <laughs> she goes, you know, Dan, was you show up a few minutes before? I just give him a heads up. He'll just wait 15 minutes before leaving his two minutes from his house. I'm like, I hear what you're saying. I just prefer to be on time. Like, I would like to be there when I said I was going to be there. I, 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 I don't like to be the guy where it feels like I caused an inconvenience, if I can avoid yeah. it, right? I just, even if it's something where, like, it's not like you guys were going to be mad or no. something. Uh, in fact, I, I sent a message, and you're like, oh, okay, fine. Uh, it, it was not really much of a conversation. But, like, there's just – it's in me that to not be there. And I think there were probably other solutions where I probably could have still left. We have three other children. They can watch the little one or something. But, like, it's – but it's a personality difference. And what I was thinking as I was thinking as I was driving to the show is I thought, here's what I know about my my wife's personality is that the, the clock doesn't mean much to her, and it means something for her to, to accomplish whatever something she wants. That's what's important to her, mm-hmm. even if the clock – even if it impacts the clock um my personality is one that i i just i would rather be the guy that faded in the background um and and and, like i stand out if i'm late if i showed up late to something even if the people around me wouldn't care um i prefer not to be the 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 person that was the 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 reason people had to wait Mm -hmm. and i I was what i was trying to think through is like how much do you how much do you cater to someone's personality because like although i know i I know that about my wife and i probably could have just thought through that and go Look, just just tell the fellows you're going to be 15 minutes. Don't even mention that you're late for the show, uh, because one, it doesn't particularly matter to her, <laughs> and and two, um, uh, this is just something you can do for her. And then I thought, uh, but then did she have any liability on my behalf? Because like right. obviously, like I right. value this. Can she value that too? Um, 
and we're, I mean, we're 15 years of marriage here, and we're a bit standoffish about this particular item, as no one is particularly willing to value the, the other person, other person's personality. The, hold on. The whole reason I was telling the story, though, is thinking about looking at someone's personality, and I think there's value in kind of, without putting them in like a super solid bucket going, okay, I mean, I kind of get how they, how they, they're a little bit more uh, uh, gregarious versus they're a little bit more reserved. There's value in knowing that, but there's also risk in trying to restrict people to that. Like, just because I have a reserved kid uh, doesn't mean I got to go, oh, well, you're reserved, so it's okay to act this way. It's like, well, maybe, maybe God's changing that in you. Maybe other people around you are trying to tug at you a little bit so you're a little bit m- less reserved and a little bit more willing to not hide from people in the Menards, as an example, <laughs> right? Um, and so it's just, it's an interesting thing to, like, recognize what you're predisposed to without otherwise um, codifying that as an idol and going, yeah, I mean, it's just how I am. I got to be somewhere on time. You know I flip out. It's like, well, maybe you shouldn't flip yeah, out. Yeah, maybe you should <laughs> calm down a little. Yeah. Right, right, right. And so, I, I don't know, it's, 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 an interesting, it's an interesting walk, and it's, inter- it's more interesting in closer relationships because you, there's a point in which you're like, you have to stop being surprised. Like, my wife has never really cared for the clock. <laughs> and so, you know, year 12 of our marriage, and I'm like, don't you care about whether we're on time? I'm like, no. Nope, I mean, nope. you know this. <laughs> What's the Still don't. Yeah, but my outrage is misplaced. Even if it's accurate, it's just misplaced. And so I, it's just an interesting thing to think about per- people's personalities and whether, one, you're, you, you recognize what you're prone to but also still open to be able to change it. I think it goes – remember we were talking about, like, uh, you, you know, where, where, where you walk in and, like, you pass the same pile of laundry for, like, three days – and your eye didn't even register it as being a, a, an issue. It wasn't even a pile. You're just it's just part yeah, of the room, yeah. you know. No big deal. And it never ticked your box. And as much as you'd want it to, it never will, right? Like yeah. it's just not in you to look at that and go, "That laundry needs done." You just walk in, going, "Where's my watch? Where's my watch?" <laughs> and your brain is going, "Pile of laundry, not a watch. Bed, not a watch. <laughs> you know, whatever." You're just like, "Where's the watch?" And so, and and, and so, a lot of that stuff, uh, you, you know, is, is is giving your spouse that same, you know, attitude where you're like. How is it? Because I, I like that would frustrate me slightly as well. Where I'm going, like, how is it possible that you don't like? I live my whole day off this clock. I start work by this clock. I leave work by this clock. Right. right? right. We set appointments. Doctor. Everybody, everybody else in the free world has agreed to the clock. You know. Mm-hmm. But like on the other hand, uh, if you were to try to talk to me about that pile of laundry, I would have no defense for myself. But I'd be begging for mercy. Look, I didn't see it. I honestly, I would do. I would do better <laughs> if I saw it or it registered to me. But it does not. It's just not important. But it's yeah. just not important to <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah. And so, like, some you're right. It's 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 very difficult to go. I mean, it's nice to know your own tendencies, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, to say, look, I, I realize. And so, like, like I parlay to my wife when it comes to the. Hey, man, everyone in this house has passed by this garbage can that has been seven tenths full, like for the last week, and no one thought about taking it out. And I'm looking at the kids like. Way to go, fellas. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that we're all in trouble. <laughs> At least one of you should be like your mom and notice that the garbage can is getting full. And, like, every time I go to the garbage cans, I think, I bet I could put one more thing in here. Yeah, yeah right, right. any reason to dig this thing up. <laughs> it doesn't yet. seem to be falling over yet. Yeah, I mean, I will get it when it's, like, spilling over and causing a bunch of trouble. I'm like, ah, time for the garbage. With a smile on my face. I don't actually care. You know, but, like... If you try to find me at like ninety five percent full, I just I just throw nope. stuff in and go. This looks fine. We're <laughs> yep. gonna move on. So uh, so so when my wife says, "Hey, you guys need to pay attention to this garbage more," I'm like, "She's probably right." Yeah. I don't actually have a, a a gauge for this, and so if she says it's time, it's probably time. It's probably time. And so then I check every two days and just take it out, whether it's ready or not. I'm like, "You're out of here, garbage." <laughs> <laughs> now now that we're living alone and everybody's moved out, 
I, I started this habit a few weeks ago where, like, if there's a pile of dirty towels or something, I just throw them down the stairs. It's a split-level thing, so I can just walk down the hall, drop it, and it's just out of my sight. And I think, okay, now it's close. So I don't have to carry them. You know? like, yeah. I think it's really convenient. But then two or three days goes by, and they're, they're still laying on, on the stairs. you <laughs> like know, hobo stack down there. <laughs> <laughs> so she, my wife pulls me aside the other day and says, I mean, like, it was really intentional. I was like, hey, I just want you to know that that really, I just really don't like that. I mean, I just, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Someone comes over, they're going to walk over, and there's like underwear on the steps, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's fair, you know. Yeah, I just, yeah, you know I yeah. I, sometimes I just throw them down and, you know, and I don't know, forget or whatever. And then today, I came home for lunch. I thought, I'm going to save me some money. I grilled a couple of burgers, and, and I thought, I'm going to throw these towels down. And I threw the towels down. <laughs> Went back to work. Totally <laughs> forgot about it. I'm sitting in the middle of this this radio thing I do, and 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 I think, oh no, <laughs> she gets again. home. <laughs> I mean, like she like totally pulled me aside and really politely. Yeah, <laughs> it's like please, please yeah. don't do that. that. That was intentional. You know, yeah. we don't, that never happens. Right. And I like totally did it again. <laughs> so I pull out my phone and text her. Oh, I'm really sorry. <laughs> yeah, I've done the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Boy, I've sat in that Jerk. seat a lot, Dan. Where you're like, I will do better next time. Like, next I was trying to be passes, good. You're like, I didn't do better. Why am I so bad at this? <laughs> I'm a dog going to the garbage. <laughs> and like, and that's the thing is, you have to look at your wife, and she is so disappointed in you, and you're like, I am disappointed in me as well. <laughs> it I wasn't that big why. of an ask. <laughs> I can't do better. Like for the five minutes we talked about it, I'm like, this is your flagship, Mike. You have got to live and die on this principle that she's taken the time to tell you. And then a day later, you're fouling it up, and you're like, what happened, you boob? I'm an idiot. <laughs> Oh this, yeah. This is why uh um this is why like the hyper the hyper religious focus on how sinful we are I think distracts from a very the very nature of humanity like uh like without recognizing that even in the small things of not doing the hobo towel stack at the bottom of the, of the stairs there like we just are terrible. <laughs> we just like you can have every intention to handle this right, and then you find yourself doing the exact thing that you didn't intend to do. And the Lord Jesus looks out and goes, "Yep, yep, yep, yep." yep. That's that. He goes, "This is why it's not reasonable to die on the cross every day." I had to do this once, and I just say, "Look, it counts for perpetuity because you guys are borderline ridiculous <laughs> yes, with some of this behavior." And like the, I, I was listening to some guy talk about um, about his church's focus on kind of human depravity and it, there was a there was a phrase um that somebody mentioned and i thought it was a really good one and it was like a half truth that's that's stretched to be a whole truth becomes an untruth right and so like a hyper focus on 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 one thing that doesn't sit in context of how one how humans are and how god has reacted to human behavior um like it, it's the type of thing that drives someone to misunderstand how god looks at them when you when that's the only thing that sits it's a, it's a true thing uh it's a true thing that that, that uh Dan threw the towels at after he was not supposed to that's a true thing and it's worth focusing on and it's worth repenting of and turning from and doing doing the other thing um but if that became the sole focus of the relationship between Dan and his wife for the next 6 months i think we could all recognize that's not healthy yeah. and it does it's not a proper representation of one uh, of Dan's heart for the, this is why Jesus doesn't require you to do anything specifically to otherwise earn your way into heaven is because again this type of behavior 
are good intentions. He goes, look, you need to uh, Luke's Luke's telling of Jesus's gospel has Jesus reiterating kind of multiple times that look the the, the way to the kingdom is recognize is is saying I, I I know I need you. It's humbling yourself and saying I need you and I submit to you as king. The the qualifications around there aren't anything that says. Uh, I will do this perfectly or you will come down and beat me up like it's 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 not any of that and so like the value of saying I know I need you I mean the, 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 there is the, there's a there's a humility to that and you do need to recognize your own depravity like like at the, the extent that Dan comes up with the idea to put the towels down there and his wife goes hey this is not a good idea you're like I know I need you I know I need you to tell me when I've come up with the wrong thing and gone off the path. I appreciate this because you've set me on the right one and so anyway it was just it's just interesting on how sometimes that becomes a hyper focus of and there's certain like um a lot of reform thought is even is bent on this because they want you to see the value of the transaction that Jesus has executed as opposed to the relationship that he's initiated and made possible through this action um of which the, there is context to your uh your base nature in, in, in doing things the wrong way, but it has to sit within the context of how God goes, yes, I know you're like that that's why I've made a path. I've made a way for us to still have a relationship because I love you, just like I've, you know, you would make a way to otherwise try to resolve any type of relationship issues of which um, p- people were handling themselves wrong, and you're trying to, to rectify and bring everything back into right relationship. It seems, it seems like a tough dichotomy, though, right? Because like, uh, from the offended's point of view, um, you, know, you could say the story as in, like, man, I, just, I meant to do this. Like, it's, it's Paul, right? Why do I continue to do the things that I don't want to do? Yeah. You know? Uh, but the truth is, is like, I don't accidentally cheat on my wife. I don't accidentally steal something from right. the store. You know, and so like uh, from their point of view and from a logic point of view, I would look at it and go, look, I can tell the things that mean something to you because you don't accidentally screw them up. Where now when it comes to the laundry or the hobo pile or your yeah. your timeliness, then I would say, you know, maybe you want it to mean something to you, but deep down it doesn't. And that's a problem because you know it means something to me. And so... Uh, is there a line to be able to look at this thing and go, because I, I, to be fair, even when not interacting with another human, I will let my own self down, right? right? Like I will intend to do X and then I will I, like do it on, on any, any grand scale Bible reading you've ever thought you were going to do. I'm going to get up every morning and I'm going to read a chapter of Romans, you say to yourself, <laughs> and yourself is all fired up Sunday night at 9.30 before you hit to bed. You're like, I'm going to do it. It's going to be the week of the Romans. I'm going to walk the Romans road. Mike <laughs> is the Christian. And then, and, then, and then the alarm goes off at 5.45 and you go, nah, man, I ain't getting up. <laughs> Romans ain't even in your head right now. Right. And then here comes 7.15 and you're like, time to get it. Oh man, I failed to Romans already. It was day one. Oh, Why man. am I such a bad human? <laughs> you know. And so, like, to be fair, it happens to yourself. You just don't beat yourself up over it. You're just yeah. like, well, whatever. I know me. I, I was bound to do something like this. Yeah. So, once again, though, in actuality, the things is it because you give more weight to certain things, and therefore are you guilty of ignoring said party or your own best interests, or is it uh, what is it? What is it that causes that? This is difficult because, like, the a lot of that stuff is like just flat out. Well, actually, let me relate it to the conversation I was having with kids. It's like one of the things that I think frustrates my wife and I about these about talking to our kids about this is that like I don't like I don't like behavior modification, right? Like, I want heart 
transformation. And like what it feels like I'm trying to do with those two older ones is like, look, you just need to be kind. You need to use kind words. You need to blah, blah, blah. And it feels just like straight up behavior modification with the core worry in the back of your mind. Like, do my kids just not like each other? Like yeah. flat out. Mm-hmm. Do, do they not? In fact, my wife asked them today. Look, can you just tell me? Just say it. If this is the case, because then we can at least start from a different pre- you know, premise. But like both of them would insist. Uh, and maybe because they think it's the right answer. But like. I also think it's probably true. Like, we do actually like each other. And then say, okay, well, then your notion of saying, I like this person, I love this person, and how I treat them don't actually align. And, and as I was having that conversation with him, I gave the example of, like, a husband and wife, and I thought, I'm a better husband now than I was 15 years ago. I'm a less selfish husband than I was. Uh, my wife has is changed over time as well. Like, we are a better married couple than we used to be. Um, because, not just because... Not just because the heart stuff is magically transformed, but because we say the words, hey, we love each other, and then we we can recognize where we're falling short of that. We're like, we've behaved in such a way that goes, you know, people who say they love each other probably don't do that. That's probably not, that probably doesn't align. And I'm going to have to be very intentional about changing that. And I think... I think we, we run the risk of making it too idealistic on making it sound like, hey... Uh, if I just if I just really love her in my mind or love Jesus in my mind, all of a sudden things are are going to just I'll alter. notice the trash. And that's do right. It. That's that's right. Because here's the thing: I love my wife more than anybody else on this planet, and I and I don't get to trash thing right all the time, right? And it's not because I don't love her. So like there is a notion of saying um, of of recognizing this is how I feel. Um, and then continuing to always evaluate your actions and say, well, if, if this is what I actually feel like, then how I'm behaving doesn't align with that. I need to align. Like, that's a notion of repentance, really. It's a notion of sinning. It's like you can love Jesus and still have and still sin. The, 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 the difference is to, to recognize it and go, you know, I, 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 I really do love Jesus. I don't want to fall short like this. It will take me effort and intentionality to not continue to do this because it doesn't align with what I actually believe to be true. Yeah. And it's such a weird thing because it starts to treat yourself like you're a separate entity from yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, cause you're like, this is what I think, but here I did this thing. And it, it, it feels like there's a, there's a chasm between your fleshly desires and, uh, and your inner soul. And, and I think that there though. is. Yeah. You've there is yourself. <laughs> yourself is not trustworthy. Well, and you, you love your wife more than anyone, but, but every once in a while you still love yourself more. Yes. yes. And, and so you will walk by and intentionally not see the garbage because you know if you look at it, you would consciously go, I need to do that. Right. So, I can't leave I mean, this. so I'm that way. I'll be like, I don't, I don't tell myself, don't look at the garbage. But I, I, if I were honest with myself, I mean, I, I had to have left that door today thinking, you know, there's a pile of laundry yep. six yeah. feet from me. Yep. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I, but I'm on I was blind out. to it. I got places I got to things be. to do. Yeah, yeah. I'm busy. You know what it's like. This laundry is not that important. <laughs> and I think that we do that with our faith. Yeah. I love Jesus. I'll do anything for you. Yeah, but I really want to do this right but now. I want to do this thing. Yeah. It's it's like, uh, you, you remember the, um, did you guys read the Every Man's Battle? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, a while ago, yeah. So, yeah. so like, one of the things this is about, uh, trying to teach guys from um, uh, sexual um, uh, temptation. And, like, one of the deals is 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 the bounce, basically. Yeah. Hey, you, as soon as your eyes land on something that doesn't belong to you, is, or, or, or is potentially you can't help it, you see it. Yep, it's just but, there. Yep. Uh, then you get you got to bounce from it. Um so you, you take it in, and then immediately you kind of just move on to something else that kind of takes your mind off it. Um, 
on the opposite side of what you're actually going for, that's a lot of this behavior. Hey, my eyes landed on the garbage can. Bounce. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't want to be tempted. I don't want to be responsible for that. And so I'm going to let my, my, my eyes bounce. Like, here's the deal. My washing machine is in my bathroom. We moved it upstairs because my wife didn't want to go in the basement. And so every time I am in the bathroom, I'm looking at laundry. And, like, I have to be intentionally, you know, bounce, bounce. I'm not going to think about the laundry. i got to do something else. And, like, that's the thing. I allow my, my eyes to bounce on things of which my wife would come in and her eyes are right on it and going, oh, shoot, i got to get – I'm, I'm going to do that. Yeah, I'm going to get on that. Yeah. yeah. Or Ben should have done that. Yeah. <laughs> what? He, he let his eyes bounce. He did not let it tempt him. <laughs> and, like, some of these things were, like, you're bouncing to avoid temptation – Maybe you should hop all in on the temptation of taking out the garbage, or if like, and we're talking about like somewhat shallow things here. But like, uh, you think about the Bible reading. I knew so. My wife gets up at like um, I don't know six thirty, six forty-five. Um, it sets an alarm. Gets up every morning because like the kids are hooligans. You can't get anything done, and that's when she does her Bible reading. She's up reading her Bible, and like she does it outside. She loves the outdoors. It's God speaks to her outside, and so she's listening to, to music and she's studying. And it's it's getting colder out, right? It's like forty-five, fifty degrees in the, in the morning, and she's out there reading outside and like i remember sunday night i thought you know i know that it really means something to my wife for me to get up and go outside with her and like i don't that's not, that's not my god love language is the sitting out in nature in the cold mm-hmm. listening to something doing a journal like it's just it's i wish it was it's not um but like i know it's val- i need to do it anyway and it's valuable to her and i thought i'm gonna, I'm gonna do that no Nope. nope, you didn't do it. Nope, I didn't do it. I, I the, my alarm went off, and uh, a kid had ended up in our bed. And like, uh, what I had in my mind was, if I move, he's going to wake up. Now that's possible because he's a hoodlum, but like, it's also possible I could get out of that bed and be just fine, or could like sneak out and see if he rustles, and then you know continue the rest of the way. But I convinced myself that like, yeah, no, I'm just I'm going to leave. I don't want her to be disrupted. This is ridiculous. I don't want her to be disrupted, and so I'm going to hang out in this bed. So I end up getting up at like seven thirty, where I work at eight. Even if it's from home, uh, I got stuff to do. It has to get done before I can start working. I don't have time to go out there and sit with my wife. And I thought, this is ju- it's just, I, I, I had great intentions because I love her. Yeah. And then the next morning, it, it just it did not happen. I allowed my eyes to bounce and say, I will not be tempted by this thing at this moment. <laughs> and it's a false thing. It's a, it's a harsh reality to realize how many times during a day, even just based on that story, I go, because I don't want to. Or I want to. I'm, yeah. I'm going to do it because I want yeah. to. You know, and like if you had to look it back, like your, your brain is firing, I mean, mega fast all day, right? And like if you had to look at a graph at the end of the day before you went to bed, I think you'd be really shocked on how big the, the I, because I don't want to pie is. Right, right. Where you, you value yourself to be a humble, Christ-following, wife-loving, you know, supportive, uh, you know, pouring into her kid, you know, encouraging person. You're like, this is what I this is what I am in Christ. This is who I am. And then, like, if you were to actually look back at your graph, you'd go, boy, I, know. I, didn't, I didn't do that at all. You know, like, it looks like I did. And that's yeah. why you're able to pull off the charade for so long. But, like, it's the things... Like, I think those are the things that the Holy Spirit, like, when they say that, like, like you have a, a, when they call it a walk with Christ, this is what we're talking about, right? Where where the Holy Spirit starts eating away at that graph, right? Like, it should start shrinking the longer that you know him, and the longer that you're following Jesus, the Holy Spirit going to start coming after every bit, and he'll take as much as you'll give him, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm, I'm sure you're going to wall off some rooms and go, I don't care uh, what it looks like. Uh, 5.30 is not Mike awake time. I don't get up at no 5.30 to do anything. I don't care what it is, 
right? And so, like, you'll say, I have full intentions to fire up the Deuteronomy study today. No, you don't. Like, you want to. You have the intentions of there. Yeah. You're not You're not a jerk, right? And you're not a liar. Yeah. But, like, you're also going, as I know when 5.30 hits, I'm going to go, nah. nope. <laughs> nope. Do, do, do not Deuteronomy. Not today. <laughs> yeah, and I think, I think that's what's difficult is that, like, it's hard. It's hard to reconcile the fact that, like, uh, you really do want to do those things. Like, it's 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 not dishonest because I think you could easily say, "Hey, look, if you really wanted to do that Deuteronomy study, you would have done it." Like, I, it's not that simple. I, I wish see that it phrase were, all the time. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. wish it were. I wish it were that simple. Um, and I, I, I don't say this like this. No one wants to uh, um, accept this because it, it seems to allow a very slippery path of which. Uh, seems to allow you to go like, well, my good intentions count. I mean, I was a great husband Sunday night when I loved my wife and decided to do this thing, and then I I was sucked because I didn't do it. Um, but like, it's it's not fair to go. I don't think it's fair to say if you really wanted to, you would do it, because a lot of times this is open. This is opens like a big can of questions. But like a lot of times, what we want, what we aspire to with our lives gets destroyed with the choice that we make in our moments. Ask any adulterer. Like, if you want to think about it, is that like someone who, do I believe that there's people who say, look, I, who really do love their spouse and then then in a, in a moment make a terrible, terrible choice. And then actually when they come, when they're talking to the spouse, go, no, I, I really do love you. I think that's still, I, I do think it's true. There's obviously something cracked in there. Mm-hmm. There obviously is something broken. Uh, and this is a very extreme example uh, compared to someone who just decides not to take the garbage out. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but but like, yeah, Ben, holy cow! Uh, Me and Dan were just like took a turn. whistling good old marriage <laughs> stuff, and you're like, and then the guy cheats on her. <laughs> wow. I, I didn't say it was a dude. Well, I, I remember I wrote some, I was writing something one time, is that like, and it was like a fake. It was a it's a English paper or something. And it was an argument between a guy who like. Um, there are certain things where if you do it one time, it becomes your label. Like if you're an, you you commit adultery once, people are like, dude, that's an adulterer, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? But like, I forget the trash. To, I, I don't take the trash out one day. People don't go, oh, that's the trash avoider. <laughs> like it you don't get tagged the same <laughs> way. Boom, boom. <laughs> oh, trash avoider. <laughs> Shame. He wears the letter T everywhere he goes. <laughs> but um, but but but, I, but that's the thing is that like it's a very frail human experience to recognize how much moments can blow up your otherwise real and true intentions. And like being able, like th- there's, um, it's a notion of discipline and nobody likes to talk about discipline and habit and rain and stuff in. But like, this is where discipline comes into play. You don't need discipline to guard your ambitions. You need discipline to guard your seconds and your moments of which you decide to act outside of your ambitions because you're tired or because you're lonely or because you're hungry or, or whatever it is that you're your predilection or because you're lazy or just selfish, right? Because every time everything that's blown up, uh, like I've not done the thing that I wanted to do, I didn't lose it because I didn't want to do it anymore um, because I always felt guilty and I, re- and I realized I really wanted to do it. It's because in some moment or another – to Dan's point, I said, I choose me over this thing. I choose sleep over this. I choose blah, blah, blah over that. And, like, it's really the opposite, um, which is, like, how, as opposed to building an ambition of a life and trying to fill in the gaps, if you live your ambition or what you want to accomplish through your moments, they will ultimately result in a thing that you want. 
Okay, now I have a follow-up question because okay. now this is starting to perturb me. Do you feel now this is between us, fellas? Do you yep. feel that that ladies struggle with this same thing? Uh, don't be. I have to, but maybe not to the extent. Well, so here's the, this is the, what I'm getting at. Right? I think men are daft. <laughs> here's the thing, because I know, like, if I'm trying to look at this as 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 humanity. I go, okay, I think that women probably struggle with this in some aspect or another, right? But I know if I were going to compare, like, say, my wife's boobery to mine, right? Mine is like ten times that, and a mariachi band come out every time I do something wrong. Like, I mean, it's, ev- it's every day where I am awestruck at my own lack of ability to even do what I thought I was going to do or do it well, or even take in a thought that was agreed upon by everybody in the house, and I'm walking around like, oh... Really? This is new to a man. And here comes the mariachi band that Mike's a dummy again. You know? And I'm like, I never catch my wife in this. Right? Very rarely. They, they just tend to be more mature than us. I yeah. mean, I just, it's so embarrassing to be me on a daily basis. I guess what I'm saying. Like, because there's nothing more, fr- it's, it's what gives me compassion for people that struggle with, like, um, addictions. You know, or, 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 or behavior tendencies, you know, where I'm like, you, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a, a different version of the same problem where they're like, man, I was doing so good. And then smack, I fell off the wagon. I made just one big mistake. And where normally I'd be like, hey, man, you know, you just, you cannot make that mistake. And then here comes Mike. He forgot to do something completely stupid that he to- would have intended to do his character to do. And then it's, it, it didn't happen. And then you go, I mean, how can I ever expect someone to give up black tar heroin when I can't take the garbage out on a two-week <laughs> interval? Do you right. know what I'm saying? It seems, it seems unfair right. for me to hold the heroin guy to a standard, and I get to drop my responsibilities willy-nilly. Yeah, I mean, heroin was at least has a, has a, like a, um, a lack uh, or a latch on someone's body. Like, their chemistry has at least changed to go, hey... My body actually wants heroin. You, on the other hand, don't even have that going for you. You're not addicted to the opioids or to the uh, uh, what, 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 what's the what's releases in your body when you take uh, endorphins. No. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, endorphins? yeah. You don't get endorphins by not taking out the gar- the, the garbage. <laughs> right. Your We're, brain doesn't go dodge that bullet. I don't even look at. <laughs> I just passed it as if we don't keep a garbage oh. in the house, which I know completely is wrong. Man, I, you know, I've had um, um, as a friend of mine that if we've had this conversation. Um, probably, probably perennial. Like at least, at least two to three times a year, we look at each other and go, "Hey, man, I, I haven't been doing all the stuff that I intended to do." I said, well, "Are we too busy?" He's like, "Nah, I have time." <laughs> I and like, generally speaking, we're busy people. Like I know, I know, like people who aren't busy. Like the guys in this room are pretty busy people. Yeah. The guy I was talking to was a pretty busy guy. But like, push come a shove. Do I have bandwidth in my day yeah. to do these things? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, I do. Absolutely, I do. I can. I could totally do that. And it. And and frankly, cost. I don't have to chop anything out. I don't have to stop doing any particular item. I, I've got the time. Why are we this way, though? I'm tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be this way. I want. I want to do the exact opposite of what we're talking about, both for my marriage and my children and Jesus, and in the exact opposite order. Right? Like I want to care on a minute by minute basis what God is asking, where His heart's at, and like as much as I intend to, I do not. I do not do that. And so, like, there's nothing more frustrating, especially because I can look back 10 years ago and I can go, you know, I recall times 10 years ago where Mike was really trying to figure out what God had going and what was happening. And then I can look at parts of my day now and go, we're 10 years down the road, Mike, and you are doing less. You're asking for less. You're, 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 you're screwing it up more. Right? This is 
what is happening here? You know, like and 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 the perspectives. I'm remembering like the grand, uh, you know, mountaintop moment from say yeah. ten years ago, and then casting it as the whole year. Right. And so like it's it's foolish. <laughs> I know better, you know. But but still, at the end of the day, you know, like it's it's so silly that like the the laundry or the garbage or the or the not cleaning up something, you know, like this is a sticking point. But it's it really it's a big deal to me because it reveals deeper truths as far as I'm concerned. Right? I'm like, if I can't remember this. How am I possibly supposed to be able to help in something that's big? Now, yeah. uh, now I think I think though this goes back to something else you were talking about, which is um, the, the, as you walk with Christ, uh, it becomes more and more clear to you where you're dropping the ball, right? right? Like mm. there's a revelation. The sanctification part is is more of a continually continuous falling of scales from your eyes, right? Whereas where I say that like to, you have, over 15 years, my wife and I are better husbands and wives, but on balance. We still have the same number of things of which we are struggling with because the because God keeps going, okay, great. As a refinement, now I need you to see this part. And you're like, oh, man, shoot, right? So, like, and I think that's largely true. I think that will continue to happen. Like, things will be different. I'm not struggling with the same bucket of stuff I was, but the themes are kind of the same. And Jesus goes, hey, man, this thing that you thought you had got solved, I just need you to see over here that it continues to express itself in this way. And you're like, dang. Yeah. Dang it. <laughs> and maybe that's maybe that's the refinement we're talking about to the point where you're an 80-year-old man that can smile at your own mistakes and go, I knew there was more. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Here we go. No you surprise know, here, boys. Because when you find yourself as a 20-year-old man, uh you're angry. You're like, well, what is this pointing out all my flaws? How dare you? I you know, whatever. Like you get fired up when people try to correct you or point you to something. You're like, whatever, mind your own business. You know, and by the time you start maturing in this thing, you're like, I knew there was more of this shenanigans. <laughs> all right. Okay, I hear you. I, I will I will pay attention to this, you know? And and maybe that's the piece that comes from like maybe you got a rotating bucket of of, of of Jesus looks down and talks to the Holy Spirit and goes, you know what, Dan can handle 15 things at once. That's the maximum. So we're going to have him pay attention to this 15 things. When he takes one off the list, we're going to get another one from the bucket of Dan mishaps and put him <laughs> in that 15, and we're going to have him look at that one for a while. You know, and like that is, there There should be a smile of refinement where you go, man, I, I, I'm so glad that I've been at least offered to know that I'm a boob here. <laughs> you know, I'd like to do better than I'm doing. Because that's the whole goal, right? Is to be more faithful in all things and 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 honestly follow and and put all your effort into these things that you know your heart is yearning for, you know. But then, but then you have to watch once again the mariachi band in front of you. I'm like, oh man, what's that stupid flesh mic done this time? <laughs> what am I gonna get so much trouble? <laughs> I just want to go a day without being an idiot. <laughs> okay, it, yeah. So we're open for marriage counseling. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're here to help. Uh, it's Mondays at, after 10.30, I guess, is when we've got some free time. Uh, we're not even going to charge you because, frankly, no one has said it's worth anything. <laughs> so that's where we're at on the marriage counseling from Life from the Path. <laughs> I'd be interested. So if you're a lady and you listen to the show, um, I mean, do you like? Do you have the same struggles? Uh, do you hide it from your husband so he feels like a bigger boob yeah. than he is? Like, I, I just tell us. We're, <laughs> we're totally, like, in humility, like, we're willing to say, like, we just feel like dudes, like, struggle with daftness. And and if if we can create any any open mindedness here, ladies, for you, it would be if you otherwise have a a good dude and you know that he's a good dude, just know that he he may very well not be doing this intentionally. Like, although we we talked about the eye bounce on the garbage, and I think there is some there is some of that stuff. Like, there's also a very high possibility that like the things that are important to you just aren't important to him. And like the only way that the, like he just doesn't see it, 
and he's not in, he not might not intentionally be missing. And like frankly, the same thing is true. This uh, well, this is where ladies always. I was going to say the same thing could be true going the opposite direction. But like, what is, tends to happen is that it's not like oh well, he does the outdoor stuff and and the lady handles the indoor stuff. Let's say that was your split. Like if that was the case, my wife would still go, hey, grass getting a little bit long because she sees both. She my wife would, would, takes in both things. Yeah, I barely take in my thing. And like every once in a while, the thing that she is focusing on, and my wife somehow keeps a a, a, a juggle of both things, of all things going on. Yeah. And so, like, I, I do think I do think God has built that in women. I mm-hmm. think they have yeah. an ability that sometimes dudes don't have. Um, there is there is a daftness to dudes and a singular focus that allows guys to be effective in things like war <laughs> and and being out in their field harvesting at eleven thirty and grilling and grilling meat and staring <laughs> at it while it sizzles and going, look at that. Could you be doing two other things? I sure could, but I'm a steratist meat like it's going to jump out of here. Well, that's the truth. You sit there and watch a piece of meat cook for, I mean, did, like it was your best friend. Yeah. <laughs> cook on, burger. Cook on. I'm just going to sit here and keep an eye on yeah, it. I wish I had a drink so I could enjoy it while I watch this burger <laughs> flare up. I, you know, I was just thinking while you are saying that, it's like uh, it, it, it's the dude's reaction to daftness. That's what actually tends to get me in the most trouble is because I will I will think this garbage is a problem. I know what I'll do. I'll just take it out every day. I don't want, I'm tired of missing it. I'm tired of screwing this up. Yep. I'll buy twice as many garbage cans, yeah. and I will just take it out every day. And she's like, why are we busting through $75 worth of garbage bag? I'm like, garbage is that, woman. We're solid. <laughs> yeah. This problem has it. been handled, fixed and like it. it wasn't addressed in the right way at all. Right? It was. It was just. I don't want to be. I don't want to be an idiot again. I will do just about anything not to bring the mariachi band back out. So <laughs> I will chase this garbage all the time just so I don't get in trouble. And like once again, that's daft dudeness. You were yeah. like, whatever. I'll fix it this way. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I think there is, and like this is why. Um, I'm just sorry, I'm trying to run through my head whether I'm going to step in some kind of deep deep something for having said this out loud. I'm going to say it, and then you guys let me know. So, like, I, I think um, I, w- when we talk about women tend to or men tend to, I think this is not saying that there's not daft ladies <laughs> sure, sure. or that there's some sharp dudes out there who are not having this problem. I but, like, one of those. <laughs> um, but, like, I, I think you see this in a lot of, um, like, some of the greatest inventors um, – like uh, again, there's there's conversations around like accessibility for ladies in some of these these conversations. But like, I think a lot of them are men because men are the type of dudes who will like sit in a room, focusing on the same idea, blind to their caring for their children or doing other things that they're supposed to do while they peruse over some kind of singular focus of yeah. which may or may not benefit the world and tinker and tinker and tinker that's right that's right they'll, they'll, they'll jack with something for like five hours when someone else might have given up or bought something else and they're like oh no I'm, I'm, I think I can fix it and like so, so here's the thing is that like I, I do think there are notions of, of within gender that do drive some of this that is valuable to the world um, and it's okay for guys to recognize this and I don't think actually guys Guys should lose all that. I don't think guys should be like. There's no. It's not necessary to become completely. Uh, my wife is often overwhelmed for having taken on everything. I'm not sure it's always the best <laughs> for like. And ladies are often juggling a lot. Some of which they might be able to put down <laughs> and mm-hmm. not have to. But like, um, I, I just I think there's a value in it. But like, I think just like on the personality thing, it's okay to say I'm prone to this without losing that or overdoing that. How do I stretch to recognize that like? I probably could use a little bit, see the world a little bit the way that my wife does. Okay, it, and, and, it would serve her well and probably serve the world and me better. So, uh, so actually, maybe that's the growing point within your marriage is like, can you trust your spouse uh, with those boundaries, right? Like, 
can I trust my spouse knowing that 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 I have a, a propensity to X X Y and Y and Z? Like, uh, can I trust her to help me gauge that and rein it in? Mm. Uh, you know, in in a loving way, but like, hey man, it's time to put down the whatever. Uh, we we need you to focus this way, and, yeah. and then and then you humbly go, okay, 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 okay. You know, I I get it, I get it. You know, and same thing for 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 fellas to their spouses. Like, listen, you got a lot going on right now. You're juggling. Uh, emotional burdens with 17 people in London and you got conversations going with like 35 ladies at once yeah. and like I mean I'm 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 burdened just just uh, thinking about it yeah and so let's like, do pizza for the next three nights like, just let me buy the pizza let, let's buy pizza and do something <laughs> different you know and 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 not have your spouse on either side take offense to that and say look I'm just trying to I, I'm not going to drag you into my ignore the garbage ways I'm not even trying I'm just saying let's back off a little bit in, in, in your area of expertise, and I will humbly accept when you say, "Look, mm. it's time to it's time to back down a little bit on what you're doing." I think if you can mm-hmm. do that and 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 watch the broad brushes, uh, it's it's probably healthy. There's healthy balances in there. Th- there is. That's a good point. I think there's a level of there's a level of maturity in a relationship where you we are willing to hear that and not say you just don't understand because like like how that 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 can easily be received is to say, "Hey, I need you to stop thinking about it." Like I, I think it's overwhelming you. Let's do this. And the reaction is to say, look, you just don't understand where I'm coming from here. You don't think this way, and so you don't understand. I can't just let this go. Just like if someone, if, if your wife were to come out and say, look, you need to stop tinkering with that thing. It's taking up a bunch of your time. And you're like, you don't understand. This is like, I can get this fixed. This is my responsibility. I really want to do this. Like, there's a level of maturity that allows someone to, to, to speak that way into your life. Um, and frankly, there's a level of trust that they won't abuse it. Right, that like knowing that you're the, you're the you're the person that's going to focus on something and get it done, and allow you to breathe within that, and then be the person that reins you in as it steps over, not the person that tries to cull it from your personality completely. Just like like no matter um, no matter how much um, our personalities are different, like there's no there's no reason, nor is there any justification for me to try to get my wife to think the way that I think about something. Like, in, in fact, we, so we, we, we homeschool it. We're always home all the time, like doing whatever, like I'm working from home. She's schooling from home. And like, it is like, I've tried on a few different occasions and she's even asked a few for me to like step in and try to help with their school. But the, <laughs> the truth is like, we just approach things so differently. I'm actually not helpful. I could probably do it on my own, something completely different and come up with something similar. Um, but like my approach is, is, is just different than her approach and not, and it's not a good or bad. And so like, there's just ways of which like, it doesn't make sense for me to try to change the way that my wife looks at the world or how, how her mind works. Like that's just silly, but like it is valuable as in our mature relationship for me to say, Hey, it's too much. It's, it's, I, I know, I know you're dealing with, and not, not like it's too much, but like, hey, I, you're dealing with a lot. I know you're trying to carry all this. Let me help relieve this part of the burden, even in a way that you may not like. You don't want to do pizza three nights. I'm saying we're in for pizza three nights. That's what we're doing. You know, and like, um, there is a level of maturity in a relationship to get to a point that allows you to accept that without going, you just don't understand me. Mm-hmm. Because, because here's the deal they might not. No. I don't understand. I don't always understand. Uh, flippant responses to time. I'm like, why is it? Why does this not bother you at all? Because <laughs> it does not. But like, I don't get it. But I, I, it's not necessary that I get it. We we have this as a humanity, and this has been like coming more and more predominant. You don't know what it's like to be me. Correct. Right. And you know what? That's an unresolvable situation. I will never. Yeah. So so here's the deal. Unless we were just trying to get to a fine final point of separation between everybody that goes, you don't know what it's like to be me. 
Like that's the only thing that that phrase in particular does. It basically gives you permission to dismiss something that someone is saying to you without evaluating whether it's true. It doesn't matter whether they like the question is it true. Not not whether I know what it's like to be you. It's whether is it is it accurate or not, and then go from there. In fact, I I did this one of the things I said to my kids is is like uh, I think they were upset because they said, well, you're you're kind of being hypocritical. You're asking us to do things that you don't oh, no, always get right. I said, baby, I'm a pastor. That's my whole job. <laughs> my whole job is to try to is to point people to real and true things that I often don't get correct. I'm sorry. I, I'm the king of them, <laughs> and so but like I and I know you don't like that, but like it's the question isn't whether it came. The true thing came from a hypocrite. The question is whether it was true or not. Let's start there. And then you can have your own separate conversation as to whether the person's a hypocrite. <laughs> but, like, if it was true, does it matter that it came from a person of ill repute? It doesn't really. Right, right. And this is your spouse we're talking about. They're not likely to be a person of ill repute. <laughs> All right. Hey, you're listening to Live from the Path. Thanks for hanging out uh, for uh, Late Night Marriage Counseling 101, of which all the dudes are daft. And it sounds like all the ladies are consumed by almost everything, including the daftness of their husbands. Yeah, that's a that's a burden. Uh, yep, yep. Uh, we're going to try to do better, but it doesn't sound like we have a clear path. <laughs> <laughs> it's always cloudy at the Live from the Path Airport. Um, two real quick things. One, um, you'll be getting this at probably around the same time as you get this show that you're listening to now. Um, we did an interview last week with uh, Eddie Andrews. He's... Um, uh, running to represent the Johnson. I don't know what district it is, Dan. Do you, what's the district? <sighs> it doesn't matter. Johnston yeah. Grimes, Nobody Urbandale, yeah. and Jefferson Township. Yeah, yeah that sounds right. Uh, so, so anyway, uh, just you know, if you're if you live in that area here in here in Iowa, um, in in you just uh, check out that interview with Eddie. Here's here's the deal. I'm not sure whether our fine interview skills are on tap. I wasn't here for that, so. Oh, no. No, you can be guaranteed that the Mike and Dan show ran a smooth and cutting-edge interview. <laughs> CN, CNN's been after us ever since. <laughs> I've been trying to pick it up. Okay. So, uh, but anyway, check it out. Uh, and listen, Eddie, you can go. You can find more about him on eddieforiowa.com. That's eddie, the number four, iowa.com. Uh, here's the deal. I'm going to tell you this. Uh, I wasn't at the interview, but I did kind of prep for it. I don't love his website. I'd go to his Facebook page. He's a lot more engaging out there. He also was knocking door to door. And so if you live in the area, heads up, he might be coming You've by. You've probably seen him. Yeah. Um, but uh, so anyway, just check that out. Secondly, um, this week, Amazon um, added podcasts to their music app. Yeah. And Live from the Path is out there. So um, if, you, uh, if you use the Amazon app, um, you can just go to Alexa and say, hey, Alexa, play me the Live from the Path podcast and it'll fire up the last episode. Uh, or you can also subscribe to it through the Amazon app. And hey, uh, it occurs to me that, like, I wonder if anybody listened to this out loud. If you're already listening to the Live from the Path podcast on Alexa, and they just heard you say, Alexa, play the Life from the Path podcast. Will Alexa stop Isn't and then start change over? it again? Yeah. We yeah. should fill some parts of the episode. Every, every 10 minutes or so, someone should just go, hey, Alexa. <laughs> and then <laughs> throw off everybody's, everybody's home time. Okay, here's the deal. I'm going to apologize, but I'm going to do this for you. Uh, just give me, give me the next 15 seconds. Hey, Alexa, set an alarm for 5.30 a.m. max volume. Hey, Alexa, set an alarm for 5.35 a.m. max volume. Hey, Alexa. Set an alarm for 5.40 a.m. max volume. Hey, Alexa, set an alarm for 5.45 a.m. max volume. Okay. That's outstanding. That's yeah, heavy. he does it in my house every time he leaves. <laughs> every time he leaves my house, he sneaks back to the kitchen window, and I catch him. 
I'm cleaning up the table after him and his family leave, and I see him over in the window going, hey, Alexa. So I'm like, get out of here. Why? <laughs> We're not children. <laughs> I love it every time. And he giggles back to his van and leaves. <laughs> I get such delight out of it. I do. Um, hey, so, hey, and if you're listening to, um, uh, obviously, if you're picking up the show via podcast app, if you guys could rate the show, um, it does help with exposure. I don't expect that we're going to climb the charts here, um, but but um, uh, for you guys, that if you get value out of the program and you want other people to see it, one, I thank you guys so much for interacting with us on the uh, on the the Bob Eisenhower complaint line. Um, that's been great. But uh, if you could also uh, just rate the show, if you could leave us um, leave us a review, like that stuff's just it's just helpful um, when people are reviewing and rating things, and they're they're more likely to show up in search results. And yeah, um, so it is nice when your name is part of the search result. Uh, but like right now on the Amazon podcast, if you search for life from the path, you actually have to type all of it in and there's no suggestions and then hit return and we will show up. But no one's like anticipating that life from the path is being searched by other people. And it's it's really yeah. downheartening. Here's yeah. the deal is I knew that like right when we when we first talked about title, like naming the show that I knew very well that like this is the if, if, if there was a social media person out there, they would say you shouldn't name it that because um, when you search for something, uh, a lot of times it chucks out kind of middle words, right? So from and the. Now you just have live path or live path. Now, think of the types of things. If you type live path, you're going to get uh, holistic healing folks yeah. and exercise people. and But they need to hear this. Uh, yeah. They do. They so, do. We are also, But we are very likely to show up at the end uh, unless you type like live path podcast. And even then... Uh, there's a lot of like live music podcasts and like, yeah, stuff live like from Daryl's house. We're yeah. b- we're behind Daryl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm getting a lot of like books. I, I, I typed. Can you do this? Just oh, I need to do it on the Alexa on the yes. app, not or, the Amazon. Oh no, the Amazon Music. Amazon app. Music. So like, there's Amazon Shopping, Amazon Music, and then there's an Alexa app. Those are three different apps. The Amazon okay. Music is that's where I listen to all my music. But um, yeah, not on the shopping app and not on the Alexa app, but on the Amazon Music app. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Amazon Prime Music. Amazon Prime Music. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we're out there. Uh, they, they. Uh, I like to say it was something special. We picked it. They picked. They picked us up in yeah. the rotation. Absolutely. Uh, but anyway, uh, if you you listen through that, I actually do. I, I I listen to most of my music through um that Amazon app, and so to have my podcast there was pretty cool. Um. Okay. Anyway, those are my two. Those are my two heads up. Mike, we got some. Ad- let's say let's deal with some advice. We're on fire tonight. Here we go. Ready? <laughs> advice time. Dear, live from the path. My hairdresser, former neighbor, and friend recommended her unemployed brother to do some minor repairs to my house. I love it. That's just one person. At the beginning, oh. I thought there was... There, yeah. that Say that list again. My hairdresser, hairdresser, former neighbor, and friend recommended her unemployed brother to do some minor repairs to my home. Okay. I thought it was three different people all recommended this guy. It's just the <laughs> same guy. Everybody likes this yeah. guy. Okay. <laughs> he and his sister were trying to push me into a relationship. I am a widow with no children. I have no mortgages, car notes, etc. I'm not wealthy, but I'm well set. My hairdresser recently mentioned that her brother was using crack cocaine again. Nice. I'm furious that she didn't disclose her brother's addiction sooner. Should I let it go or confront her about this? I really don't want to lose my hairdresser. <laughs> that took a weird turn at the end. <laughs> I need you to realize what's at stake here. <laughs> I don't want to lose my hairdresser. <laughs> I mean, are you dating the guy? I'm confused. Her, him and his sister, like, just to clarify, I'm going to give what I think happened, and then I'm going to tell you what I heard. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, what I heard was him and his sister were looking to pursue a relationship with her with this woman. No. Like, both of them may have wanted to date her. No. 
But it sounds like maybe the sister was trying to encourage her to date the brother. Yes, and the brother brother up with. Okay, and the brother was also interested. Yes, yes, but he also deals drugs. Yeah, here's it's hard shifting through these details. She's she's a widow. Yep. So uh, her husband has passed. Uh, and she's financially okay, not yeah. great, not terrible. Just, just she's she's probably hidden better away. than a crackhead, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she never says actually that she started to date the guy. She just seems mad to now find out that her brother is using the crack cocaine. Yeah, yeah. And so, and I'm guessing by the fact that you call it crack cocaine, that you're at least sixty, 60. or seventy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm furious that she didn't disclose her brother's addiction sooner. When's the right time? You while, know, you're, while you're getting your hair did? Yeah, I, I mean, so... I'd like you to date my brother. He's a crackhead. I, I mean, mean, to be fair, like, if if, if 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 let's say that my sister was on crack cocaine and one of my friends, I don't think I'd try to set that's what my I'm friend yeah. up with yeah. my sister who has a current drug problem. But did the did the problem occur after she tried sounds to like set after. him up? Sounds like after. Yeah, sounds like yeah, after. Like, oh, it reinstated, like, ah, yeah. oh, you yeah. Back to back crack and, cocaine, absolutely. Yeah. So 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 here's the thing. It's like let's say my sister has been clean of crack cocaine for say five years, and I'm like, hey, look, uh, you know, Sally's available, blah blah blah, you know. And then and then she, the my friend does not date Sally, and then Sally takes up crack cocaine a couple of weeks later. I'm like, hey man, Sally's back on the on the on the crack, and he's uh, and he's furious at me for not bringing it up earlier or telling her entire backstory. It'd be inappropriate. Agree. Yeah. To, to, hey, you know. He, they got 14 speeding tickets. Yeah, by the way, they used to be on the crack cocaine. I mean... <laughs> that's, insane. that's not your story to tell. Yeah, yeah. Now, current crack cocaine would keep you from even bringing it up. Yeah. But past crack cocaine, and with a healthy distance to say, look, they, it looks like they might have turned a corner. Under control. Uh, then you can try to set them up on a date or whatever, and if they want to discuss it or Sally wants to tell people at her own leisure, that's her backstory and her background to tell, not your business. Yeah. Uh, now that it's re-come up, now you're just telling it as a bit of news. Like, yeah, unfortunately, Sally's back on a crack cocaine. You know? It and seems, maybe she's doing that to be, hey, yeah, don't get that, too serious. Even if you, weren't th- you, know, if you were yeah, thinking about it, it's yeah. probably time to back it down. Seems okay. like she did her a favor. Yeah, this all seems pretty reasonable so far. I'm furious, but I really don't want to lose my hairdresser. You can always just say, you know what? I, I, I don't think I'm interested in your brother. Thanks. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're not pulling the strings on your life. You're yeah. not dating a guy, or if you are, you can say, "Look, I, you know, I, I'm not really interested in getting involved with this." I uh, call it crack cocaine. Uh, cocaine. I don't know how to handle this. Yeah, obviously, it's a foreign world I'm to not, me. I'm not hip to what's happening <laughs> yeah. here. So, uh, so you doing the Molly or what? What's what's you know? What? <laughs> yeah, there's really no reason that you're overinvested here, yeah. right? Like, I agreed. I mean, you'd seem like, hey, why would you even set me up with somebody that has a fault uh, to this extent? Uh, but it, I mean, at the end of the day, it's easily fixed. Like, hey. If we're dating, we're no longer dating because it's just not the part of my. I'm not. I'm not there in my life to be yeah. dealing with that. Uh, if we're not dating, it doesn't matter anyway. So I, you know, I yeah. I would say keep your hairdresser. Say I'm sorry to hear about your brother that's on the crack cocaine. I hope he finds the help he needs. Wait. So ultimately, does this like she found this out? Like the hairdresser told her. Yeah. 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 You know, I run into this all the time. Uh, it's more of in a corporate environment, but people are like, uh, like you bring them into something, and they're like. Yo, yeah, no one told me. I'm like, I, I just did. Yeah. That's why you're here. Like, how early do you have to, like, you don't have to be on the ground floor of absolutely everything. You don't have to, like, the people are weird on how, on, like, uh, once they find out about something, they get upset that they didn't know it earlier. Like, well. Yeah. 
I mean, it's very pompous to think you that you're the first call out of everyone's everyone's uh, phone tree. If you guys weren't on your dang phones all the time, you know what I'm saying? Because that's the way people work. I'm having a baby. Phone. Hey, everybody, I'm having a baby. You told 75 people at once, and now it's become the new norm. You didn't tell me. Well, I'm telling you now. I was waiting till I was going to see you. Well, everyone else already knew. I, I already and? met everybody. <laughs> you know, I'm just now I met you. You know what I'm saying? And, like, people are now infuriated because you didn't send out a company-wide email or a, or a Facebook post on every detail of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Our expectations have gone out through the roof. Yeah. yeah. It's And it's, it's always weird because, like, it always happens. Whenever it's happened to me, it's always happened where, like, it's not someone who you never told. It's just someone who you got done telling. And they somehow, in reaction to the news, are offended they just didn't know earlier. Hey, why didn't you bring me in earlier? Because it wasn't your business earlier. That's what I'm telling you right now. It's just, it's just so weird. Because, like, let's say you found out there was a rumor going around in the family mill that so-and-so's back on heroin is yeah. the, or crack cocaine. Is the first call to make to one of your hairdressing clients? That you tried to set up with them months ago? And then you don't know whether they're dating? Hey, yeah. I just heard hot off the press. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My brother might make you back on the snow. What yeah. do you think of that? <laughs> Okay, so what was the what was the core what was the question? Uh, should I let it go or confront her about this? You let it go. Yeah. yeah go. Oh, I certainly let it go. Yeah. yeah. This ain't worth losing a good hairdresser over. Yeah, no doubt. Especially mm. your age. Secular's gonna say, call the police. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Secular says, do you own a whip? <laughs> Secular says, you are certainly free to ask your hairdresser why she didn't tell you her brother had a crack habit before recommending him to do repairs in your home. Boy, it just sounds like a bunch of white people, old white people talking about crack cocaine. <laughs> and just the way it's all phrased just sounds like people ain't seen crack cocaine their I whole thought, life. I thought I saw him with a powdered donut, but then again. Yeah. <laughs> it's all on the mustache. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's even a, bra- a bad drug taker. He doesn't even do it well. He's sloppy. Yeah. <laughs> You are free to ask her uh, why she would recommend him to do repairs in your home. It's a fair question. If nothing is missing and the repairs are done properly, refrain from doing it while you are angry. If you hang on to your temper, there's no reason why your relationship with the woman should end. As to her relationship with her brother, no law says you must have one with him. You don't have to be confrontational, but be less available. As you spend more time with other people, he will get the message. Okay. What? I, there's a difference between not being confrontational and then being Ghost a jerk. Him. <laughs> yeah. I'm just less available now, like ever. <laughs> I'd like to take you to prom. Well, I'm going to go to Taco John's. Yeah. We'll see what happens next. <laughs> like, which, that's so weird. That's super passive aggressive. You know? <laughs> like, once again, you don't have to call him a jerk and a crack addict and then break with him. But you can just say, hey, man, uh, this just ain't working out. I'm, I'm Splitsville. You okay, know? hold it. Why, well, why not? Huh? I thought things were going well. I thought we had a real shot at something. Nah, you're wrong about that. It's time for me to go. I, it's just not what I'm into right what now. Can I, what can I do? Well, I really like you. What can I do? Well, I feel like this? I've said my piece, and that's probably all the more we're going to talk about this. Well, you're a stubborn winch. <laughs> I'm glad to be rid of you. <laughs> I get along well with hey. my dead husband. You could try <laughs> that. That sounds good. I just won. You left, and you're mad at me. That's great. That's I'm, how you want to break up with people. I'm going back to the alley where I got friends. <laughs> yeah, I'm going back to the cocaine. <laughs> you're right. That worked out perfectly. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was excellent. Okay, last one. Ready? Oh, short. Yep. Dear life from the path. Last year, relatives said they would attend a party we were hosting. Mm-hmm. They didn't come, and we never received any reason why. We had to pay for their dinners. We may see them at an upcoming social event. How should we greet them? Hey, how's it going? Hey, man. What's happening? G- good to see you. Yeah. You all right? <laughs> <laughs> nice toupee. Like whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whatever seems appropriate. How long, how long a drive was it? <laughs> yeah. I mean. Or you could do Dan and I's move and just run away. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Here they come. 
I mean, don't ask any questions. <laughs> what are the alternatives? So about those dinners. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, thanks for coming. Now we can settle the score on that <laughs> chicken cordon bleu from a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> Last year, they say. <laughs> Last year, this happened. This was written in September. This happened more than nine months ago, and you're gonna you're gonna rail them. Uh, and and frankly, how good of friends are you with them anyway? You ain't talked to him in nine months to say, "Hey, man, is everything okay?" Right? If I invited I Dan to my house for dinner and he didn't show up, I'd call within half hour. <laughs> hey, man. Hey. Everything cool? You need a ride, or is your car broke down, or what's? The, oh no, this came up. No problem. I'll eat the cost of the dinner, <laughs> <laughs> or I'll send you a bill. Yeah, I mean, like if it was if it was a one on one dinner, you'd call right away. Yeah. If it was like a soiree, you might follow up after a week or go and say, "Hey, just just go on to see you. I, I see you guys didn't make it. How yeah. how are things going?" Yeah. Nine months though, you're a bad friend. Yeah, you don't depends care on, anyway. Really depends on the party. Like like if it's like you know, our daughter got married. I don't know who came and who didn't. Oh, you, yeah, yeah. you know, you pay for that stuff anyway. You just, you just eat it. You just know that's just how that's the game, right? Yeah. You got, you have a caterer. They want to need a number. They, they give you a yeah. bill. You, you pay gave it. them one, so they whoever give comes you comes. I mean, whatever. you yeah. just don't. Right, certainly a bunch of people RSVP'd. Yeah, and some of those people didn't come. And then you usually throw some extras on there just in case. Yeah, right. The, the caterer does. And then you eat pork loin at your place for two months after yeah. the wedding. Like, you gotta hey, get rid of this stuff. <laughs> everybody's happy. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know what the problem is. That's the question. How do we greet them? Just regular. Hey, yeah. hello. <laughs> you could use their first name if you remember it. I would. I, I would suggest that the very nature of you asking this question uh, means that you 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 should probably have someone else greet them. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> they probably don't want to be your friend. You seem to be conniving and long holding on grudges. Maybe they're not coming anyway. Yeah, you're the drip drip drip. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's see what secular says. This is going to be grand. Uh, secular says what your relatives did was rude and inconsiderate. Oh mercy. Yeah, I, or regular, you know, <laughs> could uh, be, could it? I don't. I'm not getting the impression. It's a party. It's probably not a party just for them. So like, right. I'm yeah, right. If rude it was like seems like wedding reception. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even show up. Well, that's something. <laughs> rude and inconsiderate seems like an overstep. Not calling or like them following up within a week said sorry we couldn't make it. I mean, there's grounds for saying you could have been a better friend, but I mean, there's no reason to over amplify this thing. I Honestly, mean, it depends on the party. What, what kind? Uh, we need. What need to know what kind we of party? We need way it more is. details here, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, okay, let me g- give me an example. What kind of party would it have to be for that to be rude and inconsiderate? Kid's birthday and you're the aunt and uncle. You said you were going to make it. You told the kids you were going to make it. And you had to buy it. You catered in dinner. Maybe you're it's revealing you're an Amway salesperson, and uh, oh. you got your eight eight closest couple friends, and one didn't come. Do you feel like at the re- they're using the word relative because it's like a third cousin or something? Because wouldn't you say like my brothers, my 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 uncles, or my you know my cousins, even my aunt, my grandma? You know why would you go my relative? That sounds like it's either the in laws or like mm-hmm. a way out there. Relative. Something's weird about this story. It, 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 this think, is my relative, Steve. Nobody introduces people <laughs> like that. Think, think of it this way. Any party of which it would be super offensive to not come is the same type of party where you're unlikely to have catered it in. And pay. And like I assume that when they say we paid for their meals, they don't mean we bought enough chicken for everybody and they didn't come and eat their portion and now I feel ripped off. I think it was just a party. Last year, relatives said they would attend a party we were hosting. Yeah, I, yeah. Maybe it was an Amway sales pitch. <laughs> you know, maybe they invited a, the Mercy Ship guy yeah, over. Or, or you know pam- what I'm saying? Like pampered chef or something. Yeah. yeah. Hey, they man, said I, they would come. I'm just into Norwex. You should come to my, my yeah. party. Oh yeah, we'll definitely be there. 
no. nine months. This whole thing sounds foul. Yeah. This is petty. You should leave it be. Okay. Well, here we go. What your relatives did was rude mm-hmm. and inconsiderate. When you see them, say hello and calmly ask why they didn't show up. Be polite, which they weren't. And in the future, remove them from your guest list if their answer doesn't satisfy you. What are you, the queen of the queen of Tibet? I mean, these are just like I, I mean, cut their head off. I'm done with these. People. Unsatisfactory. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't. Sh- I mean, once again, this is a product of of of, of the the Facebook generation, right? Like, tell me everything you're doing all the time. You, know, I used to be able to not go to a place because I didn't want to go, or my family couldn't make it, and no one gave me the hassle about it. But, like, now they expect a text message or a social media thing, or like, hey, man, tell me why you didn't make it, and tell me today. Tell me right now. And, like, have you ever done that to somebody? I've done that to people I know real well, where, like, they're supposed to be somewhere, they didn't show up. I'm like, what is the deal? You know, and just automatically assuming they're a big jerk. Turns out, somebody right next to them is in the hospital, and they're in the ER with them, and I'm being a turd. You know, because I just right. assumed that they were just up to nefarious, you know, laziness or standing me up. And, like, what a what a crack of humility that was to go, look, man, like, you don't live at everybody's house. You don't know everybody's circumstances. And you're passing judgment on whatever happened that day. And you know nothing. You know nothing. And yeah. so that, that, that's just a horrible position to be in. Yeah, I mean, there, there seems like there's a time when you, you know, you invite every, a bunch of people over and the Thompsons don't come up. And you go, hey, man, I wonder where the Thompsons are at. Yeah. As opposed to like, hey, John Thompson, defend why you did not show up to my soiree right. before I before I excommunicate you. That's right. Do we do this every week at church? Right? Like all of a sudden the the the, the, the Samsons aren't here today. And you're like, oh, man, well, what's going on? They must be on vacation or something, man. That's too bad. I would be nice to see them. But like... Their tact is to call the Samsons during service, and so I'll put them on speaker. You guys just hang on a minute. Yeah, check and then out. speaker the whole congregation and go, Samson, what's your story, bro? Yeah. You deserve to be here, and I, we deserve to see you. I didn't see you this week. You better might as well not even show up next week either. We're done. Yeah. Give online, though. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't stop automatic contribution. <laughs> Okay, that's the it. Lord. The Lord sees everything. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you can run from us, but you can't run from Jesus. Give on that, <laughs> boy. I was watching a worship service uh, from another church, you know, and like they got through one song and they're like, uh, and then they bust into their give online speech or how to text and give. I'm like, hey man, you're ruining the vibe. Can't you just get through like three songs at least before you hit me with your text message on how to give to your ministry? <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, if the Lord wants to bankrupt you, He'll do it. If He wants to keep your church up and running. He'll make sure to encourage the right people to give to your uh-huh, place. Uh-huh. But, like, I'm just a, a casual viewer, and you're trying to hit me with the deeds and trying to get me to send you 20 bucks. I don't like that. I think that's that's flaky. Mm. All right, you're listening live from the path. Hey, uh, may- maybe you uh, hated today's show. You, we don't know anything about marriage and or uh, party etiquette. Uh, give us a call at the uh, Bob Eisenhower complaint line. That's 515-517-0085, 515-517-0085. You can call or send us a text. Uh, under that uh, complaint line, and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, there were, there were, those were two things. One, you either hate the show, or two, you're a woman. And uh, what you're just going to try to answer, uh, do you does this, Do you have the same problem that the, the fellows have that we described with your deafness? Now, see, the thing, I'm, now I'm worried in my stomach a little because I'd like to hear the show before my wife does to see if the mariachi band coming back out. Nope, <laughs> nope. Because maybe I've said something completely <laughs> foolish. That's what I'm saying. And then I'm going to be in big trouble again. <laughs> Here's the deal. The, the poor quality of the show will justify... The mariachi band, yeah. and will otherwise then prove that the show was of higher quality than initial thought. Boy, I, I mean, I just got the best trumpet players in the biz at my yeah. place. <laughs> yep, it's going to be just fine. Uh, let's see, and I think, uh, yeah, I think that's everything we got. I have every intention of. Uh, I think, I think next week, I think we're on. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. Right. 
Yeah, we're coming. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we're back. We got a wedding this weekend. Yeah, yeah we'll be back. Yeah. Hey, yeah, Booba's getting married. I, that's what I got him for his wedding. I bought him his own personal mariachi band so he can be a fool just like the rest of us. <laughs> Welcome to marriage, Booba. <laughs> all right all right that's it uh hey thanks for hanging out with us uh you've been listening live from the path uh in the meantime and until we see you next week be faithful in the means god will handle the ends you've been listening to live from the path